Hello, this is Colin, and you're listening to a very special episode of the Seattle Sucks podcast. If this is your first episode, stop now and go listen to any other previous episode first. If you have a vague understanding of what is about to transpire, then please hold on to your butts. Friday, August 10th, a rogue baggage and cargo handler employed by Horizon Air managed to taxi a turboprop commuter plane and without prior training, successfully take off from SeaTac Airport. After about 90 minutes of flight, which included aerial stunts, F-15s were scrambled to intercept it, but a military intervention was ultimately unnecessary as the plane crashed into Ketron Island, killing the pilot and destroying the plane. In the aftermath, the media at large were quick to question protocols, procedures, security. How something like this could happen at all? What with the trained dogs and the high-tech machinery and the pervasive threat of violence to maintain safety and order that has come to be expected everywhere we go? Man who stole plane near Seattle raises troubling security questions, says the New York Times. Airline employee who stole plane highlights insider threats, says CBS. It's as though it were impossible from the start, or that it should be, and that the agent of chaos is a deviation that can be accommodated with process, that perpetual tweaks to the levers and knobs of the system of society can fix this, too. But what if this control is merely an illusion? And the pursuit to expand that illusion is ultimately a pyrrhic victory at best. From the daylight basement and house somewhere in Magnolia, where I'm recording this episode, I can still make out the thick soup of smog in the waning summer light. This time, British Columbia, Oregon, and California are burning. Before them, in late July, was Siberia. In addition to the increasingly sweltering Seattle summer, that most of us must now endure without the aid of air conditioning. This is a gift of climate change. Air so filled with smoke and related debris as to be unhealthy for sensitive groups. Just imagine what it could be like next year as more of the world is set ablaze. But there's nothing to be done about that, is there? At least not yet. So what can we accomplish? As we've reported previously, the Showbox, an iconic music venue near Pike Place Market, was under threat of gentrification by Ani, a Canadian development group. With much of the community in an uproar, and in-person celebrity cameos by Ben Gibbard, the managerial class was, for once, fighting alongside Sawant. Dow Constantine, the recent champion for the Mariners and advocate of regional solutions for affordability and homelessness, said, change is happening all around us, some good, some bad, and some just unacceptable. The showbox is more than a place to hear music. He opines, Seattle with one more tower? 
but without the one and only Showbox, would be a Seattle diminished, impoverished. We should not tolerate losing places like this. We will not. Impoverished? Come on. He would later recall a story about the time his wife got hit in the head with a microphone at a The Specials show at the venue. How relatable. Embattled Mayor Durkin took to Twitter to say, People from all over have written in support of the showbox, and now city departments are working directly with the showbox and the developers to reach a resolution that preserves the priorities of the community. She continues, We're grateful for your continued dedication to improving the city of Seattle, and we encourage you to keep advocating for issues important to you and your community. To all the supporters of the showbox, keep making your voices heard. Yes, supporters of the showbox, keep making your voice heard. On Monday, August 13th, the city council unanimously voted to extend the Pike Place Market Historic District across the street, thereby temporarily saving the threatened venue. As Erica C. Barnett of The Sea is for Crank was quick to point out on Twitter, this too might be more smoke, more mirror. Okay, showbox supporters, what is the end game? Let's say Ani bails, as seems likely right now. And the city is left with the building, owned by Roger Forbes, who may sue, and the business, owned by AEG Live, whose lease is up in two years. What's the plan? This was in stark contrast to the feel-good spirit of the Save the Showbox campaign, which was spearheaded by Historic Seattle, a public development authority focused on preserving architectural heritage, and reinforced by Death Cab for Cutie, Duff McKagan of Guns N' Roses, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, and Pearl Jam, among countless others, whose messaging led with a Jimi Hendrix quote that reads, If there is something to be changed in this world then it can only happen through music. Well, then we're going to need a lot more music. Of course, we at Seattle Sucks Podcast prefer to have the showbox instead of luxury apartments or condominiums. But in the wake of the repeal of the employee head tax, the troubling ideas to emerge from one table with respect to homelessness and affordability, and the mayor's recent announcement of the Innovation Advisory Council, which, if you've not yet heard about it, is as awful as it sounds, it's hard not to be cynical about the support from figures like Durkin and Constantine. And frankly, it's hard not to be disappointed by the sheer volume of high-profile public support this specific issue garnered. Heidi Grover, reporter at The Stranger and co-host of the Hopefully Not Defunct Trust Issues podcast, put it best on Twitter when she said, it is so great to see Pearl Jam and Ben Gibbard in council chambers defending a modest tax on large corporations to fund affordable housing. Wait a second. Now I should mention that amidst the showbox battle was the Pearl Jam home shows, which, if you're not familiar or you didn't hear about, was a series of concerts to raise awareness and aid for the roughly 12,000 people living without shelter in the Seattle area. The band, in tandem with a consortium of hangers-on, planned to raise a million dollars. They did 
a lot more than that as Durkin crowed from Twitter. Thanks to donations from their generous fans, they will be donating nearly $12 million to the cause. What an incredible show of support. Incredible indeed. So what does this have to do with Heidi? It's that the home shows and charitable efforts such as this one, as successful as they are or can be, provide plausible distance, and in this case yield interpassivity in their supporters. There is no better illustration of this than KUOW reporting that Michael Dots, a real change vendor standing outside Safeco Field Wednesday night, had not sold a single copy of the paper to a Pearl Jam fan. By merely attending the show, I, a fan, a supporter, thereby are relieved of my burden, absolved of my guilt, and I can listen to music in peace without ever having to acknowledge the subhuman thing peddling garbage to survive. With the advantage of anonymity that the internet provides, things only get worse, or at least drop the pretense in the replies to Heidi's tweet. One person said, They're doing something, so that's to be commended. When is the last time you generated 11 million and counting for the homeless? Another, yeah, what has Pearl Jam ever done except politicize an entire generation? I've been a politically active progressive for over 25 years because of that band, but let's go ahead and blame them for what Seattle's white liberal electorate did in choosing Durkin. Another replies, to be fair... Pearl Jam is shining a pretty bright light on homelessness with these shows and generating a lot of money to give toward it. Heidi responded to this one in particular and said, Of course that's right, and of course it's better than nothing. But time and again, our city depends on this type of high-profile philanthropy. Instead of making meaningful changes to the most regressive tax system in the country and a massive affordable housing shortage. As you've heard before on this show, Charity and philanthropy are the useful idiots, if you'll pardon the phrase, that enable neoliberal technocrats like Mayor Jenny Durkin to make sure that nothing meaningful is ever accomplished and to make sure that real power coalesces around those that deserve it, a restoration to the noble victors of meritocracy, like Amazon's very own Jeff Bezos. Perhaps Jimi Hendrix was right. Perhaps music, or the nostalgic, wistful memory of it, are enough to goad us into action. Pearl Jam did raise $12 million for homelessness, and the city council did unanimously vote to save the show box, with support from Dow and Jenny, no less. But from a distance, it's hard not to see this as a class acting in its own interest, and for its own benefit. To put it another way, this was the kind of music that the system responds to. As we pointed out previously, along with countless people on Twitter, there has been little outcry at the erasure of cultural institutions in South Seattle. What then is special about the showbox? And despite being in a state of emergency with respect to our homelessness crisis, we are no closer to achieving a political means to an end, though we may soon have an app for that. The fires will surround us, and none amongst us will know which lever to pull to stop it. At least until, as Stranger Rider and Greg's hero, Charles Mudidi, puts it, it kills lots of white people. 
People without homes will continue to die on the street as politicians talk about accountability and personal responsibility, advocating for labor for social services solutions. More and more residents of and institutions in our city will orbit the event horizon of the black hole of displacement until we're left with a static image of what they were before they disappeared or lost control or were destroyed. Thank you for listening to the show. If you're not doing so already, please follow us on Twitter at SeattleSucksPod and consider subscribing to the show on iTunes or Google Play. You can also find us online at seattle.sucks. Yes, that is our real domain name. If you're enjoying what we are doing, please consider donating. Yeah, I said donating to our Patreon. Until next time. <laughs>